SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and hope with sweet tea and sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after, too. Hey, everyone, welcome back to another. Hi, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and Sass. As we stated last week, this is May, which is Military Appreciation Month, and this week we're going to be talking about the belt of truth and in Ephesians 6, 14, it states, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. So the belt of truth. In the times when the Bible was written, the, the soldiers would have a belt that, they, that was used to help hold the breastplate in place. It also held their sword. And then there um, would hold their food pouches and any any other thing that they didn't need that they they hooked to their belt so they didn't have to carry it in their hands. It also protected their it protected their mid their, their midriff. Their yeah. So when, organs and things. Yeah. So when you look at the the belts that the WWE the championship belts that the WWE wear that have the big gold plate on the front of it that's kind of what the belts look like back in the day of the roman soldiers and so forth because it protected their it protected their midsection their stomach yeah. and and all that stuff more leather and less uh ornaments though right but shout out for tyrus yeah <laughs> but the uh the belt of truth is the only way to have the belt of truth is by reading the word of god and understanding the word of god because what is the truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So Jesus is the truth. And in, for, in John 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So in the beginning, Jesus was with God, and he was God, and he was the word. So Jesus is the word. He is literally the word that God spoke when he created everything. Right. So Jesus is the word, the scripture, the truth. So you, without Jesus, How about that? yeah, without Jesus, it's, it's hard to, um, to know the truth. And without studying the word of God, it's hard to not to, to know the truth. And in this day and age, there are so many people speaking things that they have absolutely no clue about that. They're thinking what they're saying is the truth, but unless you get it from this, it's, it might not be the truth. It, it might be the truth, but it might not be the truth. And a lot, a lot, a lot of people are speaking from pulpits right now and are not speaking the truth because they are not preaching what the word says. And the word is the truth. I know when I was going through Beauty Rising from Brokenness, that's my first book and my journey through childhood trauma and chronic illness and, and, in, and my path to healing, 
when I was going through that, I was believing so many lies from the, from the devil. I mean, he is the father of lies. Scripture tells us he's the father of lies. He created lies. He started the lies. He is a liar <laughs> and a thief. And I believed so many lies from him and from things that I had been told growing up that I wasn't good enough. I didn't measure up. Wasn't pretty enough. Wasn't thin enough. Wasn't all these. I know enoughs. But God says I am enough. Right. Because he made me enough. Right. But the way that I rewrote those lies that were in my head and they played on a loop like an old cassette player when you could just put it on repeat and it would just repeat over and over you put a song on your on your phone and you put it on repeat so you hear the same song over and over those lies would just run on tapes in my head all day long it didn't matter what was going on i would same hear here. you're not good enough you're not smart enough you're not yep. this enough you're not that enough you're not thin enough you need i mean i at one point i was down to almost a hundred pounds and he's telling me don't lose any more weight you're 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 starting to look sick you're starting to look un but my those lies in my head were still saying you don't measure up you're not good enough and the way that I replaced those tapes that ran on my head in my head with those lies and those voices of liars who had been in my my life and I don't know some of the things that they actually said them or if Satan said that's what they mean, or that's what they mean, and then that you know they're right. they're telling you this, and then that is what was recorded in my head. I started writing, finding a scripture that contradicted that lie, whatever lie he told me. I wasn't wanted. God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That He knit me together in my mother's womb. If you've ever knit anything, you know how hard it is to knit. Yep. So if he was knitting my DNA together in my mother's womb, then I am not an accident. I am not unwanted. I'm wanted by God. And I was planned and purposed to be here yes. for such a time as this by God. So I I wrote Psalms 139, those scriptures on a five by seven card. And I kept them by the sink. I kept them by my chair. I kept them on my bathroom mirror. And every time that lie would run through my head, you're not good enough. You're not wanted. You weren't planned. You, you're just illegitimate. You're just, and the B word that my, my stepfather liked to use quite often. And, um, I, I would replace it with that truth. I'd say, no, that's, that's a lie. Right. This is the truth because this is what God says and God's word is the truth. So this is the truth. Right. And all too often we base our truths on what people tell us or what you read. That's and what you believe. And when you're growing up, one of the first people, one of the first persons that you begin to, to believe in and who you think are telling you the truth and you are basing everything that you believe on what they say is our mothers. And our fathers. And our fathers. But this week, as we're coming to you this week, is right before Mother's Day. So we're going to kind of twist it a little bit. And talk about moms and the military, not only spouse being a mom with me being in the military, but my mom, who was also a spouse in the military, but she also had a child in the military. So she had she had double the the anxiety of yes. not only worrying and praying about her spouse, my dad, while he was in the military, but then I turned around and joined the military. Fortunately, after he retired, 
so that she didn't have two of us in the military at the same time. But many moms do. But many moms do. And it is it is very difficult for moms who have multiple kids or even kids and a spouse, because there are some moms out there who whose spouse are still serving and their young and their kids are now old enough to join the military and are now serving in the military. And it is just as difficult on them to deal with all of the not knowings and all of the issues of, um, you know, where's my spouse, where's my child, you know, all of the things that we talked about last week that they have to deal with. And moms are, moms are a special person in God's eyes. Moms are. Moms should be special people in everybody's eyes. They, you're right. They should be. And they are. It's in, a tough job. It's a tough job to be a mom. It's a really tough job to be a grandma. But moms. It's a tough job to be a grandma. Okay. Seems pretty fun to me. Well, it, it can be fun. But anyway, being a mom. Well, I don't know. You talk about being a mom. Being in. uh dealing with the spouse in the military you know you i mean when your spouse is in the military and you're a mom your primary thought cares and concerns need to be about your child and your child's well-being and how are they doing are they um adjusting are they having anxiety are they um making friends are they shutting themselves off from the world what is going on with your child i i'm i personally believe that when you become a parent everything else takes the back seat yep you no longer get to think about you you no longer get to put you first that child comes first above anything else there is you want to be sure your child is okay so a lot of times as a mom in the military with a husband that was deployed and and things, um, you know, I had to hold in my anxiety. I had to hold in my um, fear. I had to hold in my emotions to make sure that my child, that my children <clears throat> were doing well, that they could, that they were coping. They were, um, that they were, uh, you know, interacting. And it's so hard now we see all these stories on the news and we hear people talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, allergies. I'm allergic to Texas. <clears throat> so uh, we hear, you know, all these, these kids shooting up churches and all these school shootings and all these things. Your primary responsibility is your child. Is my child okay? Especially yes. when they have a parent in the military that's, gone or away or works different hours or you know you have to be sure that your child is okay and your child is your primary concern i'm not saying don't take care of yourself i'm not saying don't do self-care because self-care is extremely important now without self-care you're no good to anybody no but it's just you know it's the old adage of um you know the the oxygen mass fall from the roof in an airplane and you're flying they tell you Put yours on first and then help your child. Why is that? Because if you're trying to help your child and you have no oxygen, you're going to pass out and you're not any good to your child or anybody else. Right. So you have to take care of yourself, put yourself first. But in self-care, that was for me, after all the kids are in bed and asleep, 
I'm taking a bubble bath or I'm watching a movie that I want to watch that the kids can't watch or don't want to watch. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, uh, reading a book that I want to read. Uh, you know, I'm writing him letters or talking on the phone to a friend or whatever. Because, sitting in peace and quiet. Yes. Oh, sitting in peace and quiet. And not being up cleaning and all, all of that stuff, because I did that too. But um, because I wasn't very adept at taking care of myself early on. And that's what led, partly led to the chronic illness and everything, because I didn't take care of myself. And so, um, you know, you have to know. And something else, military moms, get together with other military moms. Go to some of the activities and things on base especially like we were reserves and so many of the reservists their their spouse doesn't come with them to reserve weekends or they might come once a year to the christmas party whatever um but our our to family day once once in the summer and and you don't you're missing out on getting to know other spouses in the military and your kids getting to know other kids in the military other people who can understand your life yes because your friends from church are probably not going to understand your life unless they're military as well and usually they're not especially if you're in the reserves and right. you don't live near a base they don't they don't understand your life they can't understand your family unless they've been they've been in the military they can't understand um there are only what was it five percent of people in the united states have been in the military or know someone in the military. 5% of 300 plus that million people in the United States. I, I mean, you know, the chances of you finding somebody that understands outside of a military base are pretty slim. And I know for me, I grew up with no connection to the military at all. We lived near a base. We went there a couple of times for air shows. Yep. I just, all I really remember from is the pictures of me out in front of the planes from, for some of the air shows, but I, I, I had no comprehension of anything about the military. Our daughter-in-law now has no comprehension. She doesn't know anything about a military base. When she came to his, his um, retirement ceremony was the first time she'd ever be even been on a military base. And I wish I had known that and I'd been able to take her around the base and show her what our life was like, what we did at the base and how, you know, the base is like a mini city. But if you're a spouse out there and and you're, you know, make it a point to go with your spouse to reserve weekends as often as you can and to take your kids and to participate with the other spouses and in, in, in functions and, and spouses day and things that they have for you because it's going to give you some connections and some friends and some people that understand you. I was fortunate in that my mother-in-law had been a military spouse and a mom in the military. So I, I had that connection and I was able to talk to her. Was also fortunate that because we lived near a base, which was the base that he enlisted at and then he first served at, our church had a, a lot of military members. So I had friends who had spouses in the military. So I was able to lean on them. And even for simple things, I uh, was going to go shopping at the commissary, which is the grocery store on base. There are rules at the commissary Used that you be. don't have in another grocery store. 
when you finish your shopping, you just get in a line and check out. You don't do that in a military commissary. You get in a long line that they have marked out down the aisle and there's a person standing there and they tell you what, when to go and what, what cash register to go to. They don't pay the people who bag the groceries. The people who bag the groceries only work for, for tips. If you don't know that, if you've only been to, to regular grocery stores, then you don't know to tip them. Then you're getting your eggs crushed and your bread squished because they're mad at you because they didn't get paid for taking your groceries out. You didn't know. So I was fortunate to have somebody that could go with me the first time and walk me through. Some military bases, the commissary, you can only go one way down an aisle. Don't you dare go upstream because they will yell and scream. And, and we drove from Louisiana to Florida in a truck um, an extended cab pickup truck with three kids towing a camper for two months of active duty he had to do in Florida. And um, we, my, our son got sick and he was so sick, had a stomach bug and he was throwing up the entire way. We got there. I knew he was dehydrated. I needed some Pedialyte, some Gatorade, some chicken noodle soup. So we just stopped before we went to the, um, campground to set the camper up we just stopped at the commissary for me to run in well i went the wrong way up the soup aisle these two retired spouses reamed me i mean screamed up in my face and i am exhausted i've got a sick child we've been driving for days and i just started crying and they walked away and two younger moms stopped and said don't let them talk to you that way. Don't let them get to you. They just have a bad attitude. But I had not been to a base where the aisles were one way. I didn't know. And even if I had known, I probably wouldn't have even comprehended it because I was running on so empty right. and so emotionally and physically exhausted from ha having a sick child this entire way. A sick child, which, by the way, went into the hospital the next morning and was in the hospital for six days on IVs. That's how sick he was. And these women are going to stand there and scream at me because I went the wrong way up the soup aisle. Give me a break. And it wasn't even like the grocery store was full. It wasn't even like there were a lot of people there. It was late on a Sunday afternoon just before they were closing. Oh, it was just so, you know, be sure that you get somebody that can walk you through the ropes. And it's really helpful if every time you move to a new base, you can get somebody to help you. Tell your husband, somebody else, somebody that you work with, put me in touch with their wife so that I can, I can, you know, make a connection. Right. We might not become best friends. We might not be best buddies. We might not even like each other, but it's a connection that I can reach out to that will, put me in touch with other people that I can reach out to. And, and, you know, just another example, when he went to basic training, we had, uh, Megan was 15 months old and Brittany was on the way. Megan got sick with strep throat. I needed to make her a doctor's appointment. So what do we do? Civilians, when we need a doctor's appointment, we call the doctor's office and we say, hi, I'm Elizabeth Clam and I'm Megan's mom. I need to make an appointment. And they make you an appointment. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Done. 
Well, you call to the base and you say, I'm Elizabeth Clayman. My husband is Arnold Clayman and he's a basic training and I need to make an appointment. The woman said, what's your last four? I said, I, I don't know what you're talking about. What's your last four? And she just kept saying, what's your last four? And I said, I don't understand what you, what you need. What do you want? I don't understand. And she just kept getting louder and louder and loud. And then she hung up on me. And I've got a kid with strep throat. I'm pregnant. He's gone. I can't talk to him. And I didn't know what to do. In my case, I was fortunate enough to have friends from church. I could call and say, I need to make, make an appointment. They keep asking me my last four. What are they talking about? The last four digits of his social security number. If they had asked me what's the last four digits of his social security number, I could have given them the information they wanted. But no, they had to be a horse's bind about it and scream and yell and make me feel even worse. And I don't know why they act that way. I don't know why those two older retiree spouses acted that way about the soup aisle. I don't know why the people, when you call to do things and make appointments or talk to people, why they behave that way, but they do. They're, they're angry, they're disgruntled, they're whatever they are. They think they don't make enough money when they make more than everybody else out there on a government salary with 10 paid vacations and sick leave and vacation every year. Don't get me started. They have it good because I know both sides of it, but I don't know why they have to think that they're so angry. But if you're a military spouse out there, a military mom, and you're having issues or you have questions or you don't understand, reach out to me. I am more than happy to answer your questions and help in any way that I can. Even though we're not, we're just, we're, we're just retirees now. We don't even leave near a base anymore. But I, I you know, I, I did it for 34 years. So I've got some time under my belt and I will tell you the truth. Yep. So you can find us at, you can find her at elizabethclaman.com. You can find us on in, her on Instagram. You can find us at Married by Design. You can find us on our webpage at the Clamon Group. There are several ways you can find us. You can find us on Facebook. And we have a class. We're just starting a new class. So come and join us. It's how to thrive in your marriage. And we're going to be meeting on Monday nights at seven o'clock central. And we're going to, um, we're going to be more to come teaching the class and um, we'll have it on video. It'll be through Zoom. You'll be able to come live on Zoom or you'll be able to watch it later if you can't make it. We'll have books for you, everything. So reach out to us and, and ask us about our class because we're really excited to get to know some of you and make some personal connections through the class. So again, this month for the month of May, we're, we're talking about um, military appreciation and how the armor of God is um, designed to help you day to day, whether you're in the military or you're the spouse of a military member, or even if you're just a civilian struggling with life, the armor of God is there to protect you. Next week, we're going to be talking about the breastplate of righteousness, which is what protects your heart. So join us next week for the next episode of Sweet Tea. Fantastic. Love y'all. See y'all next week.
coming soon at the Central Park Performing Arts Center in Largo, Florida. The first annual Solwyn Women's Conference. Hear 20 plus inspiring speakers that will transform you, shift you into your divine path. Mark your calendars, ladies, June 21st to the 23rd. Three full days of fellowship, worship, encouragement, and supporting local female business owners. When your soul prospers, so will your health, your finances, and your relationships. I need a lot of time trying to figure it out. You're stronger than you think. God wants us to walk in freedom. He wants us to understand the blessing. It's time to be healed in your soul, know your true worth, and be all you were beautifully and wonderfully made to be. Purchase your tickets now for this life-changing event at www.soulwindconference.com. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.